Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, you can make it back to back to back to back winning days on the podcast. That's four in a row. We'll try for number five today. So we make over four units again on Saturday. So let's recap the winning card for you. In college football, I cash on Army minus the three. I cash on North Dakota State minus the six and a half. I cash on Albany plus the four and a half. My lone loser on the card there, South Dakota State minus the 20 and a half. They struggled with Villanova, barely squeaked out the W. College basketball, not a great day. I go three and three. I lose on East Carolina, the little school hosting the big school. They were tied with a minute to go. I was getting plus five and a half, and they lose to South Carolina by six. Heartbreak hotel for me. I cash on San Diego, plus the eight. The little school hosting the big school. They upset Arizona State, and I cash the ticket. I lose on Georgia State, minus the one and a half. I lose on Hofstra, minus the three. I cash on Utah, plus the four. They win outright against BYU. And then I get an easy winner chicken dinner on Auburn, minus the six and a half. And then you guys back that one on Twitter. So thank you for the votes and thank you for the winner. You're now 19 and 11 on the year. We have the extra unit on Auburn, minus seven, and get to cash that ticket. Then the coin flip bets. Well, they go my way again. I cash on the Lakers and the Pacers under the 241. I cash on the Blues and the Blackhawks under the six and a half. So now let's get to the card for Sunday. It's a big card. So let's start in the National Football League. NFL home underdogs. They killed me last week. I'm hoping for better this week. So three plays today. I'll have the New York Giants tomorrow on the card. They're also a home underdog. But the three plays today... I'm on the Chicago Bears, plus the three against the Detroit Lions. I'm on the New York Jets, plus the three and a half against the Houston Texans. And I don't want to do it, but I need to do it. I'm on the Las Vegas Raiders, plus the three against my Minnesota Vikings. Then three handicap bets for Sunday here as well. We start with the LA Chargers, minus the two and a half against the Denver Broncos. So the once explosive Charger offense Well, they've scored a combined 16 points over their last two games against the Ravens and the Patriots. Not good. Last week, the Chargers finally ended their three-game losing skid straight up and against the spread in that thriller, beating New England 6-0. The Chargers are now 5-7 and on the year. They do have five losses by three or fewer points. They should be so much better than this record. They rank 29th in the luck rankings. Yeah, no surprise there. Meanwhile, the Broncos had their five-game win streak end at Houston last week, losing 22-17. to Denver, by the way, ranks 7th in the luck rankings. I still feel like the Chargers are the better football team. They're at home here. I think luck should even out a little bit over the course of a season. So give me the Bolts, minus the 2.5 at home over Denver. Next up on the card, I pulled it off. I put it on. Kept going back and forth, but I'm going to do it. It's the Kansas City Chiefs minus the one against the Buffalo Bills. So the Bills actually look to win for the third consecutive year at Arrowhead Stadium. This is almost like a division rival. It is meeting number six since 2020 between the two teams, and neither team is thrilled with the season so far this year. The Chiefs have lost three of five, including last week at Green Bay. 
The Bills are just 6-6 six and six on the season. They've lost three of four, including last time out, in a hard-fought battle at Philadelphia. So the Bills come into this one with the edge in rest. They had the bye week. They also have a sense of playoff urgency with just a 24% chance to make the playoffs as of today. But I get Patrick Mahomes at home laying just one. I can't pass that up. I'm on the Kansas City Chiefs, minus the one at home over the Buffalo Bills. Next up on the card, it's the Philadelphia Eagles, plus the three and a half at the Dallas Cowboys. So I love playing good teams off of a terrible loss. Eagles are just that. They were destroyed last week at home by 23 against the 49ers. The Cowboys, meanwhile, they've won four consecutive football games. Last loss for them was against Philadelphia by five on the road. The Cowboys have three extra days of rest entering this one. Dallas outgained Philadelphia 406 to 292 in the first meeting this season. They had 5.8 yards per play. Meanwhile, the Eagles had just 4.9 yards per play. I think this one comes down to the final possession. So when that's the spot, you grab the points. So give me the Eagles plus the three and a half on the road at Dallas. Next up, we go to the prop bets, my normal nine pack with one under on the card. And don't forget, I'm due to cool off here. So proceed with caution. 16 and two over my last 18. That's too good to be true. At quarterback, we start with Dak Prescott under the 301 and a half yards passing against Philadelphia. So there's my under getting it out of the way right away. Kind of doubling down on that Eagle Cowboy game, I guess. Dak had 374 yards passing in the first meeting. Prescott has gone over this number in five of seven with a 299 mixed in last week. Second meeting with a division rival. Once again, I always expect a different football game. So let's go Dak once again under the 301 and a half yards passing against Philadelphia. Next up at quarterback, I'm stubborn. It's Bryce Young over the 177 and a half yards passing at New Orleans. So I missed last week on him, but I'm back for more. The Saints are tough against the pass. They give up just 197 per game. Young had 153 in the first meeting against the Saints. All signs say bet the under. But once again, it's a division rival. Second time around, you have the coaching change in Carolina. So I'm going over, once again, Bryce Young, over the 177.5 yards passing at New Orleans. Next up at quarterback, it's Desmond Ritter over the 198.5 yards passing against Tampa Bay. So Ritter has gone under this number in four consecutive games after going over the number in three straight, including 250 yards passing in the first meeting against Tampa Bay. The Bucks ranked 28th in pass yards allowed at 257.9 per game. So let's go Desmond Ritter over the 198 and a half yards passing against Tampa Bay. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Next up, we go to running back. It's Jameer Gibbs over the 40 and a half yards rushing at Chicago. Only eight carries last week, 60 yards. 
Five of the last six weeks, his long has been 21 or longer. That's crazy. The Bears are number one against the run. Gibbs had just 36 yards in the first meeting, but I have a feeling that he'll get his today. So I'm taking Gibbs over the 40 and a half yards rushing for Detroit. Next up at running back, it's Jerome Ford over 46 and a half yards rushing against Jacksonville. Ford had nine carries for 19 yards last week against the Rams. Kareem Hunt had 12 carries for 48 yards. Jacksonville ranks tied for fifth against the run, giving up just 93.1 yards per game. But with no Lawrence at quarterback for the Jags, the Browns might actually get some extra time of possession and help me out with this number. So let's go Jerome Ford over the 46 and a half yards rushing for Cleveland. Next up at running back, it's a wild card play. It's Khalil Herbert over the 21 and a half yards rushing against Detroit. So the word is on clear roll this week for Herbert. Who knows if he's going to play? Even without Foreman last week, Johnson took the touches away. The Lions ranked tied for fifth against the run, giving up the same 93.1 yards per game tied with the Jaguars. Still, Herbert has gone over this number in all seven games that he's played this season. Last year against Detroit, he averaged 6.2 and 5.7 yards per carry against the Lions. This number is just teasing me, so I'm going to bite the hook. Give me Khalil Herbert over the 21 and a half yards rushing for Chicago. Next up at wide receiver, it's Quinton Johnston over the 28 and a half yards receiving against Denver. So Johnston had seven targets, five catches for 52 yards last week against the Patriots. He's had three or more targets in six consecutive football games. Denver ranks 24th against the pass. So let's go over Quinton Johnston over the 28 and a half yards receiving for the Chargers. Next up at wide receiver, it's Rashad Bateman over the 19 and a half yards receiving against the LA Rams. So the Rams rank 16th against the past. Last out, Bateman had five targets, two catches for 21 yards. He's gone over this number in five of six games. Plus, he's a former Minnesota Golden Gopher. So that's worth an extra 10 yards to me. Give me Rashad Bateman over the 19 and a half yards receiving for Baltimore. Then last up at the prop bets, it's Jordan Addison over the 33 and a half yards receiving at Las Vegas. So the Raiders rank 13th against the pass. Justin Jefferson is back, but I think this drop is a major overreaction. This is by far and away my favorite prop on the board today. Addison has gone over this number in six consecutive games, and he actually went over this number in four of five games with Jefferson on the field. I will be extremely, extremely disappointed if I don't cash this chick ticket. So give me Jordan Addison over the 33 and a half yards receiving for the Vikings. Next up, we go to the first quarter unders. I don't like them. I'm just continuing to play out the system. So here we go. First quarter unders. Lions Bears, seven and a half at a minus 122. Rams Ravens, seven and a half at a minus 135. Colts Bengals, seven and a half at a minus 130. Texans Jets, six and a half at a plus 102. Panthers Saints, seven and a half at a minus 148. Buccaneers, Falcons, seven and a half, minus 142. Jaguars, Browns, six and a half, minus 102. Seahawks, 49ers, nine and a half at a minus 112. Vikings, Raiders, seven and a half, minus 135. Bills, Chiefs, nine and a half at a minus 105. Broncos, Chargers, seven and a half, minus 112. 
Eagles, Cowboys, nine and a half, plus money, plus 124. So those are the first quarter unders. Next up, let's go to college basketball. We start with Winthrop in a pick at Little Rock. So road favorites have been challenging this week, but it's tough for me to pass this one up. The Eagles of Winthrop are 7-3 and in the season. Their losses have been to Clemson, Drexel, and Georgia. 331st ranked schedule. They're averaging 80.4 points per game. They shoot 46.5%, and they're picked third of the Big South this year. Meanwhile, Little Rock is 4-5 and in the season. They lost at Central Arkansas last time out. The Trojans can also score. They average the same, 80.4 points per game. They shoot 44.2% from the field. They're picked seventh in the Ohio Valley Conference. Winthrop plays the better D, though, giving up 12 fewer points per game. That's enough for me. Winthrop in a pick on the road at Little Rock. Next up, oh boy, this should be a good basketball game. Neutral site here in Brooklyn, New York. It is Miami in a pick against Colorado. So I'm on the record that I really like this Hurricanes team. Miami is 7-1 and one on the season. Their lone loss was at Kentucky by 22. The Canes have power five wins over Kansas State, Georgia, Central Florida, and Notre Dame so far. They shoot 51.3% from the floor, 42.5% from beyond the arc, and average 84.6 points per game. The Buffaloes are a good basketball team. They're 6-2 and two on the season. Their losses have been to Florida State and Colorado State. 257th ranked schedule. No marquee wins, though. Opportunity, of course, today. But they can shoot and they can score. 83.8 points per game. 51.6% shooting. Still, I'll take the Miami guards anytime, anywhere. So give me the Canes of Miami in a pick against Colorado in Brooklyn. Next up on the card, here's an underdog for you. It's Brown plus the 15 and a half at Providence. So Brown is projected as the fourth best team this year in the Ivy League. They're just three and eight on the season, though. Three of those losses were by three or fewer points. The Bears won at Rhode Island last time out. They have a top-level score in Keno Lilly, averaging over 19 points per game. Providence is seven and two on the season. They lost to Kansas State by just three but then they got crushed earlier this week at Oklahoma by 21. The Friars are good on D. They allow just 64.6 points per game. Both teams score in the low 70s. I just have a feeling that Brown will hang around and make this one interesting. So give me the Brown Bears plus the 15 and a half on the road at Providence. Next up on the card for you, it's St. Thomas minus the three at Chicago State. So the Cougars of Chicago State are three and eight on the season. They're coming off their best performance of the season, beating Stetson by 23 as a a 7.5-point underdog. Year-to-date, they're averaging just 66.4 points per game and 40.4% shooting, playing the 340th-ranked schedule in the country. The Tommies of St. Thomas, they're 5-4 on the season, winners of two straight over Western Michigan and Milwaukee. The Tommies are projected fourth-best in the Summit League this season. Their offense, though, has struggled to score. Only 67.8 points per game, 43.6% shooting, playing the 315th-ranked schedule in the country. Chicago State drew only 116 fans last time out, so the crowd shouldn't be a factor. So give me the Tommies, minus the three, on the road at Chicago State. 
Next up, we go to the coin flips. And NBA, it's an off day on Sunday. So no game, so no coin flip in the NBA. NHL on the frozen pond. I selected the Washington Capitals at the Chicago Blackhawks. Total of six in this one. Heads it is. I'm on the over six between the Capitals and the Blackhawks. So now let's recap my mega card here for Sunday. Oh, boy, it's a big one. Hopefully things work out for me. My home underdogs, I'm on the Chicago Bears, plus the three against the Detroit Lions. I'm on the New York Jets, plus the three and a half against the Houston Texans. I'm on the Las Vegas Raiders, plus the three against the Minnesota Vikings. My handicap plays, three of them on the card. I'm on the L.A. Chargers, minus the two and a half against the Denver Broncos. I'm on the Kansas City Chiefs, minus the one against the Buffalo Bills. I'm on the Philadelphia Eagles, plus the three and a half at the Dallas Cowboys. Prop bets, I'm on Dak Prescott, under the 301 and a half yards passing. I'm on Bryce Young, over the 177 and a half yards passing. I'm on Desmond Ritter, over the 198 and a half yards passing. At running back, Jameer Gibbs, over the 40 and a half yards rushing. Jerome Ford, over the 46 and a half yards rushing. Khalil Herbert over the 21 and a half yards rushing at wide receiver Quinton Johnston over the 28 and a half yards receiving Rashad Bateman over the 19 and a half yards receiving Jordan Addison over the 33 and a half yards receiving first quarter unders in the shutouts college basketball Winthrop in a pick'em at Little Rock Miami of Florida in a pick'em against Colorado in Brooklyn I'm on Brown, plus the 15 and a half at Providence. I'm on St. Thomas, minus the three at Chicago State. And on the Frozen Pond, once again, I'm on the Capitals and the Blackhawks over the six. So that's my card for a Sunday. Can we make it five straight winning days? Well, we'll find out. As always, everyone, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.